Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Madman Recap. We're coming to you high atop the Brooklyn studios. My name is Paul and uh, of course with me as always the most fabulous co-host in the business, Dr. John in Columbus, Ohio. How are you, John? I'm here. I'm here. I'm so sorry about last night. Oh, well, you know what, John? When people um, are dying, they need someone to make sure they don't. And that someone is you. It, it was it was a routine emergency. Oh, it was a routine. No one on the on, no one on death's door then. No, what they were, we just took them off. Okay, do you want to describe it at all, or is that outside of your I, doctor? No, rules? there's privacy laws. Private, sir. Well, what yeah. was their name at least? That's private. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you may have noticed, uh, those are two male voices on the show tonight. Kate will not be joining us, and I I have no good excuse, John. She just said she didn't want to do it, so. I can I can hear the groans from around the country. That's the best we can do, folks. It's not my fault. I promise. I blame you somehow. Everyone will. So, <laughs> so, so John, we've got we've got as always uh, three things about this episode. Uh, it is uh, episode ten. This is my that was my. I was gonna sing it, John. Oh no! You, I was not you waiting. Just, I was you not just didn't just, know. I was I was brilling up to it, and now it's too late. But it is episode ten. It's called Hands and Knees, and uh, there are a few reasons throughout the show why it might be called that. Um, and John, I'll tell you what, this one was especially good for me because I did learn some stuff that I did not know before. Would you like to hear one of them, or maybe even three of them? What'd you learn? Well, number one, Betty doesn't always have to be a bitch. It's a choice, John. I think that goes for most of us. <laughs> Especially her. All right. The, and uh, number two, when two guys in cheap suits show up, it's not always the FBI, John. I don't know if that's true for you. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, number three, and this is something I think, uh, I think is true for us all. You can't underestimate a nasty old man with a cane, John. He will. Oh. He'll get you right in the head with it. Oh, Papa Price. Indeed, John. And uh, there was some speculation that last night you were taking care of a wounded cane individual. What? No, a, a cane injury. Right. But no. Is that so? No. It's no. not. Is that something you commonly see in your line of no, work? No, I, I farm those out. Oh, you don't. You don't deal with that. No, we have a cane guy. Oh, you have a, a cane, an old nasty man cane guy that takes care of these things. Exactly. I bet he's busy. Who did? Uh, who can we thank for those? Oh well, we can thank uh, our our uh, our good friend Kim. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. And who is from NYC, which we always appreciate our uh, local listeners. Um, and then uh, Ken Campbell, who always comes in strong with uh, almost every week. Ken, we uh, certainly do appreciate it. You are, uh, I'm sure, very attractive. <laughs> and with that we'll start this episode <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about this episode uh, is uh, how, that's how it starts really uh, let's just it, it just right off the bat uh, Joan runs into uh, Roger's office in a little bit of a huff I think I don't know if you could categorize it as that but I will and uh, I think we all knew from just the very first second what the uh, information was going to be John it was going to be pregnancy yeah no she's she's carrying a little Roger Fair enough. <laughs> uh, she is uh, obviously noticeably shaken and upset. Uh, I think Roger hand handles it as any unexpecting uh, 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 baby's daddy would. Uh, a bit confused. Everybody just relax. Let's figure out what to do. Okay. First step, first things first. How about an abortion? 
<laughs> it did seem to be the uh, the go to uh, problem solver, John. He, um, yeah, he, he definitely tries to be the the calming influence, and and even is like, yeah, do you really? Is this what's going on? Do you know what what's going on? You you always have to ask that. I've I've been told. You have to ask if they know what's do, going do on. Do you? I know it's in you, but are you sure you understand what's going on? <laughs> I know you're the one that gets all these warning signs, but are you sure? Uh, a text textbook re, uh, reaction, uh, indeed. Um, are are you done with that scene? I think so. I, yeah, I that's think the, they kind that, of they, that's the info we got. That's all, that's all you want to go. With? I don't know, so I, John. I, you're you're the guy that likes to read between the lines. I am purely surface level. It's all my little brain can handle. <laughs> all I all I know is that the end of this scene, and I think they do it what two or three times this episode with the 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 ridiculous like acting you know parting line you know well that'll be all oh yeah yeah everybody so, seems know, to do that i know it seems <laughs> to be a very popular thing at sterling draper Kirby rice <laughs> it's just ridiculous and so you know as she walks out roger hops on the horn to get to his own guy and uh we we hop over to the francis residence and and saw something i don't think anybody ever expected betty with his sewing machine I know that blew me right away, John. Uh, it's good to see that she has a hobby. Maybe that's how she's working past some of her anger. But Don's not calling about that, John. He's calling to uh, try to patch things up with Sally, um, and he does it the best way possible, John. By buying her love. That's what I would do. <laughs> that's how I buy all the love in my life. I mean, that's how. Anyway, uh, either way. Uh, Obviously, Sally's very, very excited. I mean, it's not every day you get to see the Beatles, John. Well, honestly, this this is uh, this is one of those like concerts of the century. Indeed. Uh, have you ever seen like footage from this? I have. I have seen uh, footage uh, from the uh, Shea Stadium uh, Beatles concert. It's pretty impressive, even though it was in Shea Stadium, which I commonly believe is the worst <laughs> stadium ever built by humans. No longer there. Thank you, thankfully. God. But Sally's uh, Sally's understandably. Excited, even even Betty seems a little impressed. Well, who would gives be? a little, yeah. <laughs> well, Betty, but uh, but we do but we do get the inclination that uh, that Sally has not forgiven yet because when Don says, "Can I talk to her?" Uh, Betty says, "If if she'll talk back." She wasn't so uh, still not happy with Don's move to send her back to uh, to 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 Betty Monster to, to to dear mom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might start calling her Betty Monster. How does that sound? <laughs> does that come with a noise? Like, can you no, hit a button and give us I something? Can't, I can't. I'm, All right. I, I, I'm feeling a bit under the weather. I feel like my noise-making skills are are, are uh, less than on par today. We then move so, to uh, to uh, our friend Lane, Lane Price, who uh, is is just a little excited because he, we, we find out that his son is supposed to be coming for a visit. He has a Mickey Mouse toy and some balloons. How exciting. But uh, we learn very quickly... Uh, that unless his son is a 90-year-old man with a cane, uh, the kid's not coming. Yeah, we go, we go from one loathsome parent to another, and we have uh, Mr. Robert Price comes in and says, look, this, this isn't going to happen. Man, how old do you think that guy is? Uh, he's not that old. He looks old. He's pretty old. Yeah. That, uh, that actor, he's one of those guys that's like been in everything. Like Father Time old? He always plays the old dude? Well, I looked him up on IMDb. He's got like 132 film credits. God, one a year. Uh, 
<laughs> but yeah, he he says, look, uh, Nigel's not coming. He's staying in England. Uh, his mother is staying in England, and so you're coming to England. Yeah. And uh, he's like, um, no, no, that's not how it's going to happen. But since you're here, we'll grab some dinner. And he's understandably bummed out. He is. Uh, uh, Papa Price, uh, he doesn't get visibly angry. Uh, it, it takes a while. You know what I mean? Well, no, he, he never actually gets visibly angry well, gets, until the end. He gets visibly angry at the end, but I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get there. Um, yeah, so we find out that, uh, that no Mickey Mouse will be given out and will be going to dinner later. Um, Which brings us into the meeting room, and we have the North American Aviation Boys. Uh, they're looking for some, I guess, publicity for the senator in California and all he's brought into California. And they give, uh, they give Don... And uh, Pete, all these redacted documents, uh, which can't be real helpful, you know? No, I imagine not. I, I haven't had to deal with too many uh, redacted documents, John, have you? Not in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, this is kind of a, a little callback to, um, I believe, season two, where um, um, Don had uh, one of his many little uh, kind of flakeouts uh, and... Uh, <laughs> Went to a uh, a strange kind of uh, dreamish retreat in California with a, a certain uh, joy uh, lady, um, while Pete stayed uh, at the hotel uh, dealing with these uh, military clients. Um, and surprisingly, he landed one, and that's what we're talking about here. After uh, quite a long time of uh, working on it. Thank you for that backstory. Another win for Pete, John. I don't know how <laughs> I feel about this. Uh, Pete is, as they say, on a roll. Uh, well, uh, speaking of a win, Lane takes Don and his dad out to dinner. Yes. Uh, he does. Uh, he asks Don to go to dinner. Uh, Don says he has plans. And uh, I, I, I think uh, Price needs what we refer to uh, in the business as a buffer. And uh, <laughs> says this would be a personal favor, Don, for Christ's sake, please. Uh, they do go to dinner, uh, and I don't know if they go. I, I think I think we see them go for drinks first, and they are at the Playboy Club, which uh, which we were all uh, excited to see. Uh, Kate and I were remarking that we wish they still had it here in the city. It's such a classy place to ogle ladies. <laughs> is that right? It do is. those no longer exist? No, Can you we've not got find Larry, a single place. We've got Larry Flynn's Hustler Club on the uh, on the West Side Highway, uh, and it, it's it's I haven't been in. Of course, uh, but it <laughs> of course. does. I, of course. I, I believe it lacks uh, a certain classiness uh, that we see here at the Playboy Club. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest uh, surprises, if you will, is that uh, we come to kind of uh, uh, get the notion that uh, Lane has some prior knowledge of one of the bunnies that's working there. Yeah, he, he calls over a certain waitress named Tony. And uh, formally introduces her. That's always kind of hot, though. A chick named Tony. Let me just... No? It, have you known others I, besides Braxton? Besides, right. Besides Tony Braxton, no, I don't have any formal uh, knowledge of one. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. That's me. But, uh, but yeah, that, that was... that was uh, It was just very... A little little awkward. He does put and, uh, his know. hand on her, uh, which, which, you know, it starts to tell us that he certainly has uh, some kind of knowledge of her. Um, and uh, she seems to be altogether a little, uh, a little uh, cautious, if you will. Well, sure, she's at work. And it is a weird place to meet your boyfriend's dad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, 
in in your uh, in your uniform. In your bunny uniform, John, uh, if you want yeah, the, yes. just to, just to be specific. I don't want people to get confused. Uh, Papa Price does lay on uh, the chilliness, as as some might say, for the entire uh, little uh, brief scene uh, when uh, Lane tries to order uh, whiskey sours for the table. Uh, he makes a snide remark that that's how he orders three whiskey sours, and Papa Price says, that's how many you've had. She's asking you what you want to drink. Oh, not, not cool. Not cool. Not cool, no. sir. Please, please. Uh, you get the feeling that this whole visit's not going to be real. It's real, not going to uh, go well, cheery. John. It's not going to go well. Um, speaking so, of visits that don't go well. hey oh, Very nice. That's, a, that's what we call a segue it in the is. industry. Yes, in the industry, as we would know. So our, our buddies, Agents Norris and Landingham, show up. Oh, my and, goodness. Really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You are a shaman, so, sir. <laughs> show up at uh, at the door of Mrs. Francis. And they're like, yeah, we, we're just doing a routine check. So, of course, there's no reason to be nervous. And, uh, you know, there, there's some great little, uh, you know, little, little gags in there with, uh, you know, them asking, is he loyal? And uh, she's like, what? And... And the whole is—is is there any reason you wouldn't think he is who he says he is? Um, I mean, I—I found it was just an attempt at some humor, I think. Uh, yeah, if you will, as much as as much as she she can do. Uh, yeah. I think we all were screaming at the television here, John. Uh, don't, don't do tell it. Him. Don't yeah. tell him. Don't do it. Because I mean, let's be honest, and I think our listeners will agree with me because they send so much hate mail for uh, January Jones. I mean, Betty. Um, is there a difference? Well, to some people, there's not. To me, there is. One knows Bobby Flay, and the other one doesn't. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, to our to our complete surprise, John uh, Betty pulls a, a, a decent person move uh, and doesn't say anything uh, to them about uh, Don Draper not really being Don Draper, um, and we just squeak that one out. It well, seems like they're a bit more concerned with whether. Um, uh, Don is a communist or not? Well, of course. And I think it's rather clear that he's not. Is that, I mean, is that who right? Is really? <laughs> I believe so. Well, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll skip that one. Right after that, though, um, Betty gives Don a call, uh, obviously shaken, and uh, is accusing him of, you know, why didn't you tell me these guys were coming to interview me for Pete's sake? Uh, Don says he doesn't know because he doesn't, because he didn't. And. Uh, this is where things really start to tumble out of control for Don in this episode. I mean, he is frightened. And for good reason. Oh. I mean, I, like, like he says later on, there is no statute for desertion. If they, uh, you know, if the government comes after him, he's, he's in trouble. Is he toast? Yeah. Man, that's, uh, that's tough. And, and so, I mean, you know, she just tells him what had happened and that she didn't tell him. And Don gets very flustered. And, uh, you know, tries to clean it up right away when they both have the thought of, man, are the phones being tapped? These phones are tapped, sir. And, uh, you know, so, you know, of course, of course, there's nothing wrong with what you did. That's wonderful. Uh, and he says, that, you know, a little quick little thank you. I got to say, this is the this is the most civil conversation the two have had this whole season. It sure feels like it. I feel as if Betty had taken her ice princess crown off for just a moment. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it is summer. Yes. Uh, we then see uh, Don run out of his office and uh, talk to his uh, the new girl on his desk, Megan, um, who I think it would be good for her to move on as soon as possible. 
back back out front. But anyway, uh, he asks, uh, you know, uh, what's going on here? She says, oh, you signed that already. I filled it out for you. And uh, he kind of gives her, uh, kind of yells at her for not bringing it to his attention. But really, she's done nothing wrong. You got to read stuff you signed, John. You're supposed to. As they say. Uh, he goes back into his office completely freaked out, I think is the, is the correct terminology, and pours himself a drink. Uh, let's make that a double, pal. Yep, we're back to the booze when trouble hits. Oh, who wouldn't be, man? Come on. Cut him some slack. Well, just saying, you know, he had all that trouble before, and we thought he was off the booze, and now he's back to the Let, booze. If you think that you're going to jail, I'm just saying. Yeah. He wouldn't do well in jail, John. He's very pretty. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so uh, we then see Lane Price has uh, finagled his way into the uh, Playboy uh, Club uh, on off hours during the day to um, meet up with uh, Tony. Um, this is where Here's we chocolate really... chocolate bunny. What? Here's chocolate bunny. Please. This is where we find out that... Right. That's what he says. I know. With the chocolate bunny remark... Uh, we then we then find out that they are indeed a couple, an item, if you will, and uh, I, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it, I just it, I I really don't know what to say about this. I was stunned. Look at Lane Price go. I'm just saying the the the, the most unbelievable thing uh, the entire series so far is when she says that uh, Lane, you're so damn dashing. I yeah, mean, yeah, I didn't. Where's the where where is that? Where's the dashing? Is I, she hiding it from the camera? I don't know if you saw this or heard it, but she does m- uh, mumble right after, "I'm blind in one eye." <laughs> I did not have the volume up. She did. Night. Yeah, you got to look real close. Uh, what 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 do they really say here, other than just revealing to us that they are truly together? That's it. Okay. Uh, oh, we then go to one of my favorite parts of the episode. And John, this is how I imagine this is how I imagine you in your office at your desk yelling at people. Uh, for, that, for, that's the that's the image I give off. I, no, it's not the image you give off. You you, uh, you 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 always come across as very calm and kind. But I'd like to believe uh, 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 that this is how doctors <clears throat> handle such situations uh, when they're not happy. Um, <laughs> We, we, are at, the time. we we are at we are at Rogers uh, doctor guy who does the abortion thingies. Uh, we're there with Roger and Joan, uh, and the doctor is being altogether scolding. Absolutely, uh, you're too old to be doing this. Uh, what the what? I don't like this. <laughs> not, not not good. Uh, and actually, John, this is one thing that I I, uh, I wanted to run past you. He uh, when uh, he he. I, he throws him his prescription pad and says, I don't want to write this. Right. Uh, I said, your name's still on the pad, pal. Well, I, I looked at it real close. It looks like it's just a notepad. I couldn't see any print on there. Okay. So but it was, was just blank paper. you did feel like it was a, a prescription pad, though. Initially. Uh, no, that's, uh, well, maybe initially. Yeah. I'm just saying. But, uh, but, uh, is but this, yeah. Is yeah. this how, how you handle things by scolding people? Well, here's the thing. You have to, uh, there has to be some type of, uh, nowadays they call it counseling. Nowadays. But if, uh, you know, if somebody's behaving badly, you have to say something to the effect of, you know, let's, let's have this not happen again. This guy was disgusted. Have you ever had to get disgusted? Uh, I have. I know you've been disgusted, but have you ever had to get tough? Yeah, oh, absolutely. We, we, uh, but not, not for this type of thing. But absolutely, we get, we get tough. Oh, well, that's, that's exciting. 
we get uh, we get the people that come in and uh, you can you can tell for a fact that they're they're scamming the system and they're trying to sell the drugs on the black market. Now let's just be clear here. Uh, Roger and Jonah are scamming no system. No, no, they're not. The, they're not the scammers. They're not the scamming type, John. They're just. They're just looking oh. for an abortion. Okay, yeah. how hard is it, John? <laughs> all. It's all I want. I just want to kill the baby in, that's in growing in me. It's all they want. Is that, to do. <laughs> <laughs> is that so hard? Uh, so anyway, that, we get. Uh, we 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 get that little scolding, and uh, we find a place. Is it upstate? Uh, it is upstate. It is upstate. It's in, it's in Morristown. Morristown. Where, uh, you know where that is, right? Yeah, I go there every weekend. Right. Uh, not for this type thing, though, obviously, because I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Joan's going to head up there, and Roger's not going to go with her, and it's going to be fine. We then go back to the office, John, and uh, we, uh, we find Don waiting for Pete uh, in his own office. Uh, and he, uh, he kind of brings down the hammer, uh, saying, we're going to be screwed here. Because Pete knows the truth, obviously. We actually had a Twitter about this, is how does Pete know? Uh, of course, we all remember uh, when Pete stole the box of photos um, that uh, Don's brother gave him. And Pete actually uh, tried to use this information against Don uh, to get him fired because Don would not promote him. Way back, this is season one. This is way back. This, this is doing the way back machine, folks. Uh, so that's how Pete knows. Don says, listen, you've got a guy on the inside. We got to get this taken care of, or at least find out how far it's gotten. Um, and I, I love it how, how Don holds up the form that was sent in and goes, look at this. There are three lies and eight questions. It's not good. It's not, not good. When, not when you're handed it to the government. Don is also prepared to say, you know, like, uh, you know, unless you're prepared to run this place without me, we need to get this taken care of now. And that really puts the that that puts the fear in Pete because you know Pete does like to try to play hardball, John. Yeah, but he he knows that the company would just completely crumble. I believe it, uh, uh, it would be aft. <laughs> Which apparently you can say on television, you, not without a bleeping. Uh, so that's a bit of, that's a bit of a bit a bit of a tense scene, if you will. And then we move to yet another kind of not as tense, but still uh, uncomfortable. Um, and if you notice, this is the same diner where they were sharing the cheesecake. It is. In the uh, last episode. In a, in a dangerous neighborhood. Why are we going back? I mean, I guess you can't get her pregnant again. That's true. You can't. She's not she's a bunny. She's pregnant. She, how does that... Uh, I, I, I heard today that bunnies can get more pregnant. You heard today? I heard today on the Intertron that after a bunny is pregnant, <laughs> they can actually get more pregnant. Oh, that Terry Gross. No, this wasn't on Fresh Air. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, we're talking about uh, uh, Roger and Joan here, not bunnies. I'm sorry. Uh, Roger and Joan uh, talking about the pregnancy. Uh, the Greg Roger, dying is not a solution. Roger hints at the fact that, you know, your husband, your husband won't even know. GIs come back to babies all the time. Or uh, also hints at the fact that maybe he'll just die over there. Uh, Joan has to tell him that that's not really an actionable plan. Uh, that's not what we're hoping for. Uh, but Roger does, again, uh, put forth how much he does really care for Joan. I think this is one of those, if only Jane would die. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to take her to Nam. It's too bad. We might have won. And, uh, yeah, that is too bad. 
<laughs> but we, we we go from here to the the Francis household, and it's nighttime. They're going to bed. Betty's distraught, and tells Henry of the G-men visit. Indeed, uh, I thought this was a bit a bit interesting. Uh, I thought for sure here now that she was going to tell uh, Henry Fran, and then Henry Fran was going to freak out, but she didn't. No, no. Um, and then we also find out that Henry Fran hopes those guys come to visit for him someday. Well, I didn't understand that. Has he engaged in espionage or something? He's not engaged in espionage, John. Good question. Uh, he is, though, a public figure, and uh, I, I imagine if he's going to run for uh, uh, a higher office, uh, they will uh, do uh, more in-depth background checks, John. Ah. That's all I think we're getting at there. But I think the big tell was that uh, she didn't tell Henry Francis, which was another good thing, because I feel like if she had, that could have that brought a shitstorm, John. Oh, absolutely. Indeed. Uh one of my favorite uh, scenes, just for this little bit, um, is the next one where uh, Don and Pete, are, uh, yeah, Don and Pete are in the elevator, and somebody somebody comes to get on the elevator, and Don just puts his hand out and says, "You'll get the next one." That ever happened to you? I did it today. <laughs> I did it today just to do it because I thought it was so funny. Nobody laughed. What are you gonna do? Uh, we find out here that. Uh, or do do we we don't, yeah we find out here that Pete has contacted his friend on the inside, and that uh, he's working on it. We don't we right. don't find out whether uh, and everything's all right yet. No, not yet. And, uh, and and Pete's like Pete still is under the impression that you know we can just we can we can work this out. Yeah. You know because he uh, he's planning on keeping the account, and Don's like, come on man, we we can't do that. And, uh, I mean, Pete's trying to stand up for himself here a little bit. Well, as he's been doing all season, John, he is a juggernaut. The tiniest juggernaut ever. But uh, he, he points out what you said at the beginning, how he got this account when he disappeared in California. He's grown it into a $4 million uh, proposition. You can't just throw something like that away. Which is exactly what Don tells him to do. Yeah, which is really tough. and which It would make anybody mad. Even, even rapey Pete has to... Uh, you have to feel a little bit for him there. And he hasn't raped anybody in a long time, so I'm wondering if we can continue to use the nickname, uh, being that he's not raping, and other shows are stealing it from us. <laughs> I saw that as well. Um, apparently a lot of other shows. Indeed. But, but Don is so rattled by this that he is uh, setting up uh, accounts for his kids. He is. Uh, he is completely worried that he's going to the clink for a long time. He brings in his accountant. Who, uh, who I really like. I wish I could find an accountant like this. I don't have an accountant. I just use Chase Online. But uh, this guy comes in, meets him at the <laughs> office, uh, tells him, you know, uh, are you sure you want to do this? I don't like how you're acting like right now. Is everything okay? And uh, Don just wants to make sure if he goes away uh, that his kids are taken care of, which is admirable at, at the very least. And the, uh, you know, the, the accountant tries to comfort him, console him. You'll feel better. This will get better. Yeah, who's who? What accountant say that? I think it's his lawyer, though, right? Oh yeah, maybe it is his lawyer. You're right. A lawyer slash accountant. Did they have those back then? Oh yeah, no, they they were multitasking. You could get a double. Sure. They just call him a double. Anyway, <laughs> next thing we know, John, uh, we're upstate at the uh, at the at the. I can't even come up with a nickname that isn't horrible for this. The abortion, the abortion clinic. clinic. Let's just say. Let's just say In that. In Morristown? Indeed. Uh, 
And we see uh, they call in this young girl uh, into the office. She doesn't look, she doesn't even look 15. See, that's exactly what I thought. I thought she looked about 12. Uh, well, I'd say older than 12, but I mean... Did, did, not 17. Yeah, the mom said 17. She does not look... I mean, it's been a while since I've been 17, but I don't think she looks 17. Um, but anyway, she heads in, and I'm thinking it's for something else. I mean, come on. She's too young, but indeed, um, she is. Uh, she's there for the same reason Joan is. And uh, her poor mother is just distraught. Um, turns out that she had... Uh, her daughter at a very very young age and, even uh, younger even younger and she uh I, you know i think most mothers would uh would be very uh distraught to know that their daughter's going down the same path ah uh, is that right well let me not make a rash generalization there uh, but maybe she wanted more for her daughter than than she had done i don't know it, it's you know a women's lib is going crazy right now i'm just saying and she's upset, and Joan tries to comfort. Joan does try to add a little bit of comfort uh, because she's very kind. Um, the woman asks uh, uh, how old Joan's daughter is, and she says 15. Uh, she doesn't want to say that she's there for the same reason a 17-year-old is. And uh, we start to wonder. This has been a big topic of this episode on uh, whether Joan actually went through with this or not, John. Yep, there's no way to know right now. There is no way to know. We don't have any proof at all. Uh, but I think most of us are leaning toward no. Oh, really? Oh, do you think she did? I do. Oh, you, I think she didn't. Okay. Well, no, that, I, that, I, makes, that makes for uh, opposition, I think. I, <laughs> no, I, I think she, I mean, you know, this, is, this will be the third time she'll have gone through it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so she, she knows the procedure. It's... Um, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a more professional setup than the first time she had it done. Yeah. Would you call this old hat? Uh, no, no, not can at I, all. Can I say this? Uh, can, can, can I give one reason why, um, why I think she kept it? Okay. Because if you'll remember earlier in the season when she visits uh, her doctor, uh, just to make sure she can still have kids. Yeah. She says, uh, you know, is everything okay? They talk about the first abortion she had and whether it was done okay and whether it hurt her. Right. Uh, and she'd be able to have kids. So it's something she's concerned about. Right, right. But the, the first one was done, at, I don't even want to say unprofessionally, but it was done by, uh, I think she said a midwife. Yes. Um, so I think that was the only concern. So I, I think, um, you know, she, she's, she's very much married. She wants to, uh, you know, have a family with her doctor husband. She does. But, John, uh, she has the ability to say... Uh, I got pregnant right before you left because you know they did it right before she left. I mean, right before he left. Come on. So, I mean, she totally has the ability to say, oh, I got pregnant and here's your kid now that you're home. So she knows she has that in her head. She's worried that she, she may have a hard time getting pregnant, or although obviously she doesn't. Um, I think there's, and, and I mean, let's just, let's not ignore the fact that there is a blatant foreshadow earlier in the season. <laughs> it, am, am I not right here? Uh, how is she going to explain to Greg the baby's silver hair? That is a good this question, is what I'm John. Uh, I think maybe just uh, uh, man. There's no way to get around that. No, no, man. But uh, you know, and that's that's uh, only if Roger survives long enough to see the baby, because uh, he gets some bad news. Oh, Roger gets some horrible news, but that's not coming up yet. Is that not? 
There's a there's just a, there's a little scene where uh, Faye comes in to see Don, Doctor Faye, who I have grown to love in an unnatural way. I mean, I just think she's wonderful. Uh, I guess that would be a natural way. But uh, she comes in to see John. He's not looking so good, John. Uh, he's oh, got he's a got fever. a bit of the shakes. Oh, he's got the shakes. He's got a fever, and he hasn't even been drinking that much. He's just freaked the f out. Uh, Faye says, "You look awful. Let me take you home." And Don relents because Faye's the best. <laughs> we then go to uh, an altogether horrible, uncomfortable scene uh, with one of my most hated uh, figures in the show, John. Lee Har- I, and you know, I have to say, I didn't think it was that uncomfortable. Oh my God, no! What? No, here's the thing. This, this, like, just like Don says at the end of the show, this happens. This is part of their business. It does, but this is thirty percent of your of your company. And Lee Gardner jackass is just just dumping you. But I mean, you know, if you if you believe what he's saying as far as I how don't. it's going down, no, and you don't, and you don't, of course you don't. But you know, because he says that his father's been incapacitated, so he's either had a bad illness or stroke or something, and so the company's being run by the board, and the board has decided to bring all their business under one big ad firm, the BBDO, which is the you know kind of the the big brother in this whole uh, ad world. Where uh, Sterling Cooper mm-hmm. or Draper Price is still, you know, smaller, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's how it is. And you know, he's, I think he's very uh, he's very calm about it. When Roger gets mad, he's like, "Look, I I really don't owe you anything," and was still nice enough to give him the thirty days. Well, did you did you miss you you glossed over the fact that Roger has to pretty much hands and knees, huh? Beg, get on his hands and knees and beg for uh that 30 days uh i mean i think it i mean you're you're right uh, although i don't like lee garner uh i mean he has he's under no contract to stay with sterling cooper driver rice um it's just one of those things like you know you can't help but feel for roger obviously this is all he's got and it's such a huge part of their business this could tank him now oh, roger yeah. roger asks for 30 days uh, which I don't think anyone's clear on what he plans to do with that 30 days, other than uh, uh, open up his uh, Rolodex of dead people and that try was, to find a couple new clients. That was pretty funny when he tell, tears the card in half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Roger was about to cry when uh, when this all went down. Well, you saw it like he, he, he reaches for his nitroglycerin pills. That's how upset he is. Oh, my God. Who wouldn't be? I mean, this is this is the client that he has, and one of the just uh, the very uh, uh, just shot to the face things that Lee said was, "You didn't even get this account; you inherited it. You inherited it." And it's I mean, true. this is something that we've been talking about all season with Roger, just that he's not like he really hasn't had an opportunity in his career. Well, not that he hasn't had opportunity, but he hasn't really. Uh, done much for himself. He hasn't had any big triumphs. No, yeah, he got to uh, he got to inherit a, a successful company his father established and has just kind of lived off that success. And I don't think that he's necessarily not done uh, a, a good job with what he's been given, um, but he hasn't really built very much. No, no, not at all. But uh, thankfully, the heart attack number three stayed away in this episode. Man, and just uh, barely. Just barely. Thank goodness that medication was there. And uh, and we get back to uh, we get back to another uncomfortable scene, where we go from uh, chest pain to uh, panic. 
We do. Two guys in uh, bad suits show up in uh, Don's apartment building, uh, and uh, is, he's pretty certain that they're from the FBI or the government in general, uh, and they're going to come in and need to ask him some questions. It turns out that apparently they're not. They're just looking uh, for another apartment in another building. Um, but it was enough to send Don into a full-on, straight-out puke and panic attack, John. And this, if anybody was ever curious, this is actually very close to what a full-blown panic attack is. They, they can't breathe. They're kind of clutching at their chest, even though they don't have chest pain. I love, I love how, how he tells Faye, you're not a real doctor. Well, when she uh, tries to like comfort him and be like, if there's no pain, it's not a heart attack, which is blatantly wrong. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we do we do get our second uh, 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 puke of the season from Don. Uh, it is. But he, he was able to keep the shirt clean this time. He did. He didn't. He didn't squirt some mustard on in the last minute. Uh, <laughs> it is. Uh, it has become the season of puking, John. I hope we can squeeze <laughs> one more in before the uh, before the end. Which is amazing because it started out the season of whores. It did. It did. I would. I wouldn't mind getting some whores back in the rotation. <laughs> Uh, we then move over to uh, Lane Price's uh, uh, lovely, lovely apartment where his uh, where his new girlfriend, Bunny, is there. Uh, and we hope to have a proper uh, introduction to his, uh, to his father. Uh, it does seem as if, um, well, let me just get to it. Uh, they're planning to go out to dinner at the last minute uh, or because of this introduction. Uh, Papa Price says he can't. He, he's not going to go. He can't go. And then uh, Lane says, "Well, why don't you run along, and I'll, I'll meet you in just a little bit. Just going to say goodbye to Papa Price and whatnot." Um, and Lane tries to pull the old, uh, you know, "What's your deal, man? Uh, is it is it because I have a, a girlfriend or because she's black?" Kind of, kind of. Uh, pushing on Papa Price a little bit. And if there's one thing you don't do, John, yeah. it's a push up Papa Price. Can we can we extrapolate that to anybody holding a weapon? Um, no. No, we can't. Okay. I Just believe if... This is something I've been told uh, in some uh, defense classes I've been taking lately. Uh, if some someone approaches you with a gun, uh, you just say, go ahead and shoot me. Uh, because that'll freak them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to that defense class. D- don't go to that class. It was it was free. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Robert Robert just hits him across the head and then steps on his hand and says, "You're coming home." I didn't t- know you could do this with like your what forty two year old children. You can, John. Uh, this is why old people carry canes, uh, not because they have trouble walking, but because it is a weapon uh, and it's how they get their way. Uh, it's a documented fact. The thing is, is uh, he tells uh, Lane, it's time to get your house in order. And uh, he's pretty much telling him to stop goofing around and uh, join back up with your family, get the hell out of New York, and come back to London. And that's the last thing Lane Price wants to do. It, I mean, obviously, he's having a great time. Oh, yeah, no, he's, he's a VIP at the Bunny Club. Indeed. He's getting stuffed Mickey Mouses. He, huh? Uh, and Bunny, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tony is, is altogether lovely. Uh, but what's what's not so lovely, and we've had some people comment on this, is the the pink chiffon balloon. 
the pin. Oh, there was quite of a bit of comment uh, when. Uh, oh, what's Pete's wife's name? Trudy. Trudy. God damn it. Uh, when Trudy comes out in the. I don't even know what to, what to describe this as. It's some kind of pink. She just looks like a pink fluff ball. She is very, very, very pregnant, John. Uh, we've, got, uh, we've got a rapey Pete on the way. Junior. Well, here's why I don't understand. So Peggy gets pregnant with Pete's baby, mm-hmm. and she, like, they put her in a fat suit. They do, you yeah. You know, like, she put on, like, what, 70 pounds. She put on 200 pounds. And we got, uh, we got uh, Trudy Girl here, and she's got pretty much a beach ball under the outfit, and that's it. Like, the normal face, normal arms, legs. John, I'm not, I'm not really sure how uh, different women handle pregnancy and body types. Um, I will default to your uh, expertise, but I think this is exactly fine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Pete's upset. She wants to tell him, him to tell her what's the problem. He's like, I can't tell you. But it's not and, you. Uh, and it's not you. And, and she's like, I'll just remember everything's good here. And, and hasn't put her his hand on the uh, on the, the, the kicking baby, uh, and then they, there's a very poignant flash to Joan, on her way back from the doctor's office, uh, supposedly having had the procedure. Supposedly. Uh, apparently, you disagree with that. But I we'll, do indeed. We shall see. We'll find out soon enough. And um, and then we're we're back to Roger. This is something we mentioned before, where he's going through his Rolodex trying to get a hold of old contacts and maybe get in some new business. Um, which you would think he would have been doing this whole time with the new company. Yeah, well, he's been busy with those memoirs, John. Well, that's right, writing his book, which no one will buy. <laughs> I will buy it. You wouldn't even buy it. Ah, uh, you're right. Probably not. You'd I... wait for it to come out in a paperback. I don't really. I would wait for the audiobook, John. Thank you. Uh, we then flash to uh, Don's apartment. Uh, it's been a few hours. He's uh, been laying in bed trying to uh, get a little rest. There is a, a bottle of, uh, of whiskey there on the table. He's probably had a few drinks to try to relax a little bit. And uh, Dr. Faye comes in and says that she does remember that she has, I believe, a Vicodin? A Valium. Valium, whatever. I'm not a doctor, obviously. Um, and uh, Don says, why didn't you give me that earlier? She goes, I just plum forgot. But what really happens in the scene, John, is that he lets someone else in on the secret. Well, that's right. That's right. So he's, he's pulled the curtain back to... Well, he didn't exactly give her his name. He, I don't think he did say Dick Whitman ever, but he did tell her the whole story. And she has a much different response uh, than Betty. Uh, probably because she's a decent person. <laughs> and because he hasn't been cheating on her for a few years. But uh, this was kind of one of those... I, I, I think this was that scene was uh, in two things. It says that you know he's tired of hiding kind of running um and also to show the difference between uh, a person like dr Fay and uh betty monster <laughs> i like that i, I like that it too yeah i do too <laughs> uh oh for all you other podcasts i guess feel free to take that <laughs> that's what we're doing apparently but, uh, and she's also very supportive she's like look you know that was that was what 21 years ago uh you were a kid there's things you can do you know, clemency get a lawyer um, he's not so sure. Yeah, he's not really feeling that. No, no. I'd, I'd let him go, John. I'm serious. I know people say I'm always coming down on Don's side, but, I mean, it's been a long time. <laughs> Although I think what he had pointed out before was accurate, that uh, I don't think there is a statute of limitations you know, for the desertion. Sure there is. 
The glove doesn't <laughs> fit, John. Don't commit. Uh, we then uh, wake up the next morning to find Pete Campbell at our door. Uh, he's there to tell Don the situation, and he sees yet something else he wish he didn't know because he catches Dr. Faye there um, in the apartment. No words are uh, exchanged, uh, but I think we all know that this is not to be spoke of. Uh, yeah. Pete uh, here really lets Don have it. Uh, he's tired of, uh, of this shit hanging over his head. Uh, he doesn't want to deal with it. It's not his problem. He lets Don know he needs to fix this. Uh, and I don't think anyone can, can fault Pete on being mad about this. No, not at all. He's, he's costing the company um, what, what we now know is extremely valuable money. Oh, yeah. Because of the because of the whole cigarette thing. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he's, he's putting Pete in an awkward position through no fault of Pete's. Exactly. Exactly. Making him look like uh, he's doing a bad job. Uh, we then uh, find ourselves back in the office uh, on that very morning. Uh, Roger comes in to talk to Joan to find out how things are going, making sure she's okay, asking her if she should even be there today. And uh, this is where Joan says that she feels fine. And everything's all right. And I still feel, even from this interaction, John, that uh, said abortion uh, did not take place. Hmm. I'm standing Again, by you know, it. I mean, every episode seems to jump a few weeks ahead of time. I mean, uh, by the time we get to October, she'll be showing if there's any evidence. Indeed. Uh, you know, she does look... Uh, uh, Joan has uh, uh, the body type of uh, uh, someone who would be... Uh, a birther. <laughs> Does that did that not make any sense at all? Not at all. I, I... <laughs> do, you, do you do do you disagree with that uh, medically? Is that something that you could like Google image? Birther? I googled it. I googled it today, and let me tell you, it, just for those of you out there, don't do that. Don't Google good birther. You're gonna regret that because there's some things in life you can't unsee, people. So, oh, just to let man. you know. <laughs> um, Joan reminds Roger that uh, indeed there is a uh, partner meeting and what do we do at partner meetings but go over the accounts uh, we find all the partners in there waiting and uh, this is where Pete throws himself under a fleet of buses uh, or, or on a grenade <laughs> yes uh, a few of them and uh, has to say that he's lost um, the military account um, through only fault of his own yeah, he literally, I mean, is... he literally, he, I mean, I think he knows he has to kind of say that because what other reason would there be um, than, you know, just some kind of um, error on his part? There's no other reason for them to can it. Um, so uh, this was rough. And you saw Don definitely feeling bad that uh, Pete had to do this. And uh, we also see Roger full on explode, John. And again, this is... Uh... As somebody said, that this is Roger just kind of being angry at himself oh, yeah. for the, uh, the the account slipping away, and this is how he takes it out. And even Bird's like, eh, why don't you apologize for that? We did uh, drop our first F-bomb in the series, John. Are you keeping track? Which was exciting. Yes, this was number one. Uh, it was it was just very, very skillfully uh, kind of bleeped or cut. Um, out of the episode, but I think uh, we all caught it, certainly. Yeah, yeah. No one misunderstood what was supposed to be there, John. I don't no. think anyone thought he said fudge. You know, and, and Don does his best to stand up and, and be like, you know, this, this, is, this is what it is. Yeah. And, uh, and then, then we find out that Lane 
uh, despite taking a blow to the head, which he's he's remarkably not swollen. Yes, I would have thought there would have been a, certainly a mark. Yes, or, or a nice little goose egg there on the side, but uh, he's a fast healer, that Brit, and uh, instead of being his own man, he's going to go back with uh, the, the cane wielder. And this I don't understand. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Dad has not hit me with a cane yet. Not yet. Uh, so I don't, I don't know how I'd react. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm due. <laughs> anyway, uh, we find uh, we find this to be uh, uh, a rough meeting because uh, Lane Price says that even though we lost that account, I'm still fairly sure that we're in great shape. And while I'm in England, uh, Joan will be taking care of all this and everything will be fine. Um, we then see uh, Roger just start laughing. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of uh, borderline maniacal and very, very creepy to those of us in the know. I don't think, no, I'm going to disagree. I think maniacal was the wrong word there. Oh, do you have a better one? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I think <laughs> it's just one of those things like, man, that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Could it be worse? Yes, exactly. Uh, is the building on fire yet? Because that's pretty much. <laughs> that's where you're at. It's the only place we can go from here. Uh, Joan asks how Lucky Strike is doing, and he gives the thumbs up. Uh, at least for the next thirty days, things are awesome. Um, and that's that's it for the meeting. We're we're in bad shape here. We are. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see where they start the next episode. You know, because you know we're not going to start it after that bomb is hit. So it's going to be within thirty days. Oh, totally, totally. Um, um, we uh, we then. Uh, we then uh, have this uh, altogether um, unusual end to the uh, episode, or completely usual, really. Um, Faye comes in to talk to Don, you know, are you okay, blah, blah, blah. Everything's been taken care of now. Don feels much better. Um, and uh, they, make, uh, they make plans uh, to, go to, to go to dinner. Um, they, were gonna go, they were going to go tonight, maybe, but Don says, you know, he's got, he's got the concert. Uh, Faye says, great, they make the plan, good to go. No, no, the, the concert's not tonight. Well, no, the, just, the concert's he, at some point. And the, the concert, like, today's Friday, the concert's Sunday. Okay. So they're going to have dinner Saturday, but he just kind of was like, no, no, I don't want to, I just want to be on my own tonight. Okay. And, uh, and we see the tickets for the, the Shea Stadium. Well, Megan brings in the tickets? Yeah. Okay, Megan brings in the tickets, um, and then, uh, which is great. And then she says, it's 8 o'clock, can I go? And uh, Don says, sure. And the door stays open, and as she's kind of collecting herself to get ready, um, Don gives her a, uh, what would you call that type of look, John? I believe somebody called it leering. Leering? Lecherous? Le oh. Yes, lecherous. Um, I think the only thing to do now is to tell her that she smells nice and try to take her home. <laughs> We hate to see uh, Don following his old ways, um, but yeah, you know. Then again, I mean, uh, she's a pretty girl, and I think most guys tend to stare lecherously at pretty girls, so uh, it could uh, could be nothing altogether. <laughs> and they take us out with a nice little Beatles song. They do for the end of the show. They do, John. Yeah. Well done. Uh, just to keep things rolling, do you have some email? Did we get any? Oh, we had a ton. We got a ton of email. Yeah. Well, let's open that bitch up. <laughs> Mailbag. <laughs> um, well, thank you for that. Sure. No, the, the the emails were fantastic. We got a bunch. We got uh, going back to the ones we got after the last episode. 
Um, I gotta say, I still don't get this. We got one from Maya, our friend in your favorite little state. What? what what's that? Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island. Still a state. Still a state. Uh, that joke uh, will get old, I promise. <laughs> she says that you guys realize you played out the soup metaphor in asking about the soup metaphor. When we remember, because Joyce was like... Oh, oh my, I had no idea I was doing that. And she's like, you know, guys <laughs> are the soup, girls are the pot. Yeah. Um, and that, that we proved that to be the fact. Uh, I, I still don't get it. Uh, I do my best every day to be uh, soupy. <laughs> uh, we got we got a couple from our friend Angela in Columbus. Wondered, you know, what what do you think of Betty's glance at Don there at the end when when he had a hand over Sally? You know, after the uh, the end of the beautiful girls, uh, shot him a quick. She he shot her a quick look. I don't. know, I thought it was just like, man, this is going to be rough. Get yeah. bringing her up. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, but also, she also points out that you know the. Uh, the, the the whole beautiful girls thing is kind of what kind of what kind of woman is uh, is Sally gonna grow up to be? Sure, you know is she gonna be like a, a Peggy type, a Joan type, a, uh, a Faye type, or is she just gonna die at her desk? I'll put my money at dying at the desk. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it was it was it was it was a great episode. The last one. Yeah. Um, we got a friend. Uh, you may remember our friend Dan from Massachusetts, who was the one that asked you to cut back on the Indeeds. Uh huh. And, and he says you have, and thanks you. Oh, and right. also uh, feel slighted that we, we called uh, him or her last time. So, uh, Dan, we're sorry. It's not Danielle. I'm not sorry. <laughs> um, uh, Steve, Steve has a, a more mechanical question for you. Was wondering how, in fact, uh, Roger and Joan could uh, do it standing up. Well, let me explain this to you. I don't yeah. know. I don't know, man. Come on. <laughs> Great explanation. Yeah, what, what, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to chart that out? <laughs> well, if you're at if you're at a 45 degree, and you bend your knees just enough. Seriously, man. And also wondered if uh, if they bring back Blankenship via Ghost, if the episode would be called the Handbag. I would love that. And yes. <laughs> uh, friend uh, Denise actually wrote in with the same type of thought as uh, Angela. You know, it, it, Sally growing up, which which uh, which woman is she going to be more like? Um, and, and would like some more fashion commentary. So if the, the lovely Kate's available next time. Or I'm going to do it. How's that sound? You can do fashion commentary? I certainly can, sir. That's true. No one can see how you're dressed. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Jim, Jim wrote in from, again, this is uh, the, the Beautiful Girls, that the, um, the, the show that was on the TV when Joan was watching was the Patty Duke show, where Patty Duke plays identical to cousins. What the hell's an identical cousin? Good point. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, and he does point this out, that when uh, when Ida dies, you actually see her die. That was kind of neat. So, so you're watching the show, and the camera is where Ida, Ida's eyes are. She's looking out the desk. And then the, the camera, the screen, goes black before it goes to commercial. Oh, right. Yeah. So I, I didn't catch that. that no, I didn't either. Cool. Well done, sir. And uh, we got the, um, the, the, the three things from our, our friends uh, Ken and Kim, mm-hmm. as I mentioned before. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very those. much. Uh, we appreciate that. And we have uh, our our good friend uh, Aisha writes in, says that uh, <laughs> that Trudy is huge. Do you, what do you think about that? Is Trudy huge? Trudy is she is she's bulbous, <laughs> spherical, buoyant. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, and that uh, the Roger's been flying off the the handle a lot lately. Um, 
And uh, I think I think a lot of people feel like Don is going to owe Pete big. Oh yeah. I, just, I mean, I don't know how. Like, how is Pete going to call that in? I don't know. Um, but uh, he's already but, a partner, so I mean, what else does he need? Right, exactly. Maybe exactly. maybe he'll be like, I want to humiliate Ken Cosgrove. Here's what <laughs> we're gonna do. <laughs> that could be it. Oh, that, that's that's right. Yeah. Um, uh, our friend, uh, friend Drew writes in and um, uh, had, had previously said he was hoping Don and Joe would hook up, but it says, no, no, keep, uh, keep, keep, uh, I don't know how to say it, Joninger? Y- yeah, to... no, he tried to combine uh, Joe how'd and that, How'd that work? Joninger? Uh, uh, <laughs> John Ronger? Um, but, uh, but yeah, also agree that this was probably the best conversation Betty has had with anybody. Ever. Uh, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, lastly, our friend uh, Andre has been sending in some fantastic uh, drunken notes before. Uh, is just uh, <laughs> worried that um, Don is falling back into his sullied ways. Wait, now not lastly, John. Not lastly. What about Linda? Well, what, you want to read that one? Yes, of course I want to read this one. Why would you not read Linda's? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Linda says that I, uh, I've been thinking over for a while now. I think Betty resents Sally. And this is, this is a little bit more to do with the last episode. But she resents Sally um, because, uh, let, me just, let me just recap this. Uh, Betty, doesn't li- Betty resents Sally because Sally kind of uh, signifies uh, the loss uh, uh, that she feels having children, right? because she got pregnant with Sally before they got married, and that's kind of why they had to get married. And then uh, that's why she had to quit her modeling career and why she had to move out of the suburbs and become a unwilling housewife mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it made a lot of sense, John. Oh, I agree. It's a great email. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for all your insight, John. That's what I'm known for. Man, what, what would this show be without you? <laughs> Dead air. In between what I'm saying. <laughs> but but we, uh, thanks everybody for all the emails. Those are great. I am and we, glad. Yes, people. Uh, you know, email is one of is one of the true highlights of our life. Um, from you amazing listeners, we do have the best listeners in podcasting. There's no way to check that, so just believe it. Uh, if you want to send us an email, we would love to read it. Um, so send it to staff at madmenrecap.com. And as always, that goes to both John and I, so we both read them. Um, if you will, and this is my favorite part, but just put your name, you can just put your first name. We're not, you know, it's not gonna get weird. Uh, but put where you're from, because we like to see uh, what part of the country you're from or what part of the world. John, I checked on the Facebook on our, uh, on our stats the other day. What do you and, got? And somehow we have 10 French people listening. Can you believe that? <laughs> They love you. For all the shit I give France, we got 10 of them. That's 10 more than I thought we'd have. <laughs> That's actually 11 so, more than I thought we'd so, have. So, so now you have to say something nice. I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> feel free, all 10 of you, to stop. Uh, and, we, and how can they find the Facebook? I'm kidding. You, well, you can find the Facebook because I know you're on it every five minutes at work. Just uh, look under fan pages and type in Mad Men Recap. We're right there. And, John, we have the best uh, fan page on Facebook. Uh, I received a note from Mark Zuckerberg last week that said uh, that we are his favorite. 
which was pretty exciting. Uh, we have over 400 people now, John. We're in the 420s somewhere. It's very That's exciting. Uh, That's amazing. We've got discussions going on. We've got listener art, which we could use some more of. Um, and we've got great, uh, great just uh, wall posts every day. Every day. Um, now, John, uh, I don't know if you noticed on Sunday, but our Twitter was blowing up like nobody's business. That was great. It was that off was the chain, great. sir. Off the chain. There were a ton of contributors. There were. There were quite a few, and we thank you all. We appreciate what you're saying. Um, I, you, I love you do retweeting. a good job of retweeting them. I do my best, John. I have uh, I have what they call in the business fast thumbs. <laughs> that was so stupid. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah, we try to retweet as many uh, as we can, and we really love that uh, everybody's participating. Um, John and I both do it, so um, we love reading them. Uh, is there anything else? Well, we've got the website, uh, madmenrecap.com, so you can visit us there. And 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 as forementioned, uh, our Twitter is we're just on Twitter uh, at slash uh, madmenrecap. Yeah, so. on the website you can uh, you can actually find uh, a phone number if you'd like to give us a call under the Google Voice at the bottom of each post. Well, it's not and a phone also... number. It's not a phone number yet, John. I, I still have uh, not done my job correctly. Right. Well, you're working on it, and no, it's, not, it, it is available if people want to give it a go. And you can also leave comments on the website, as we got from our friend Anthony. Ba-bam, thank you. Uh, that, that wrote in. Thank you very much. Um, and he says that uh, Sally has a future as a crazed Beatles fan. Uh, I don't know. Or just, just crazed. Just crazed. Just I think crazed. That's, that's oh, more she than is, way to go. She is going to be some kind of nut job. <laughs> Does she grow so up go, to be go, Nancy Grace? Go, go on. Oh, go on to be. And uh, I think the last thing is, uh, you know, everybody can find our show on the iTunes. And we've had some really nice, really wonderful reviews uh, just since the last show. We've had three of them by DJ H, Blue Devil, and Colleen uh, giving us five stars. A lot of positive feedback, even though uh, Blue Devil uh, is annoyed by our voices. Seriously, man? Okay, listen. I know. All right. I'm nasally. Okay? We've all heard it. <laughs> it's effing hilarious. Okay? But, John, you've got, yeah. you've got a buttermilk voice with yeah, velvet wrapped around it. Annoying. Well, apparently you are. I can barely stand listening to you right now. <laughs> Kate has a lovely voice, too. Who she is does. this guy? You know, I'd like to hear your voice, buddy. No, no, but that was the thing. We got, we got, we got five stars. Oh, they okay. said that All they right. stuck it out. I find us to be hilarious together. Hilarious. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. All right. Let's agree to disagree. Uh, <laughs> All right, John. Let's, are we wrapping this up? We all done? That's it. Okay, everybody, so uh, we will see you next time. We're running out of episodes, and uh, sorry about the delay one last time. Good show. Talk to you later, big guy. Goodbye. Uh, bye-bye.